PJ, college basketball starts on Monday. Yeah, it does. And I have one bet. I bet LaSalle plus 17 and a half against Villanova because it's a new era for Villanova basketball, and I think LaSalle is going to keep it close. But that's all I got. So you take us down the road and tell us, how do we bet college basketball? What should we be looking for? All right, so early on in the season, there are some ways that you can attack college basketball. I got five ways of how you can bet college hoops early on in the season. The first one, first couple days, first one, two, three days, I'd bet mostly underdogs. If you make 10 bets a day, I'd have eight or nine of them be Jesus underdogs. Jesus Christ, 10 bets a day, PJ. Well, Trista, there's like 170 games on it. 10 bets in we, one day. We got other sports, too. Yeah, Trista, we got, the, once the college hoops is on, that's the show. Hours that's the show. Are they doing that again this year, though? Remember when they used no, to do No, they haven't that done that in a while. It's been like two years, right? It's been, well, yeah, it's been well, a while. bring it back. But uh, they, I agree, they need to. What happens, though, is... Vegas really doesn't have a read on these lines. They use like Ken Palm and all these metrics to set the lines. You can really exploit them early on in the season. So take a stab at some big underdogs and even sprinkle some money lines. That's the way to go the first couple of days. So that's first. Second, back the teams early on in the season that are experienced. So you want teams of the like the Power Five teams. You want like the Creightons, the Virginias, the Indianas, Tennessees. Dayton's those are team that return those are teams that return like four or five starters upperclassmen those are the teams that you know come into the season they spent all off season through the summer they they want to they want to have a really good year their mindset all those guys coming back some of them forego the league some of them could have not had their covid year and could have moved on but they wanted to come back to play again those are the teams you want at the beginning of the year because they know the importance so say that again for of the people, non-conference which teams, teams. You're looking at teams like Creighton, yep. Virginia, yep. Indiana, Tennessee, and Dayton out of the A-10. Dayton's nice. going to be a very good team this year. So I'm looking at those teams. Number three, you're going to want to back teams who are mid-major teams and use this non-conference schedule early on in the season. Use the holiday tournaments as ways to really build up their resume. The reason Gonzaga is always amazing to start the season is because they know how bad their conference is, and when they play all these great teams in the non-conference, they have to show up. They have to win these games if they want to get one seeds, two seeds in the NCAA tournament. So when you get these teams that know they're going to be in one big bid leagues, two bid leagues, they have to try and beat some of these teams so that on Selection Sunday, when the committees are comparing resumes, they can be like, wow, this team beat so-and-so early on in the season. This team beat so-and-so. I'll never forget Loyola Chicago when they made the Final Four early on in the season. They had a great win at Notre Dame, Ryan. You probably remember it. Yeah. And at the time, we thought nothing of it. But then at the year, Loyola was a great team, and it all started with that win. So you can really do some good things for your resume early on in the season. Number Are four. Are there mid-majors that you love to target so uh, far? Early on in the season right now, I actually like Towson uh, nice. here in Baltimore. Towson, they were a beast last year. They were a beast last year. They're a team to watch out for. But there are some good teams Is you can Middle find. Is Middle Tennessee any good this year Middle again? Middle Tennessee, I don't think they're going to be too good. I haven't read much about them. They were a beast them. against the spread last year. They were early on yeah. in the season. They uh they were good, but Towson the uh the Coastal CAA is going to be a very good league this year. The Colonial Athletic number four early on in the season do a lot of in game betting, especially with the teams that are always going to be on TV: Duke, Kentucky, Kansas. All these teams are going to have five star recruits that have never played college basketball before, and you don't really want to bet them pregame. You kind of want to wait and see with them. You want to see 
how they're looking, how their chemistry's going. If they're building a big lead, you probably are going to want to bet the other team to come back because they don't quite know how to close out games yet. So with those teams that are going to be on your television every night that you're going to want to bet because you want some action, hold off pregame, bet them in-game so you can get some better numbers. Maybe you get plus money with one of them. So you can kind of wait and see what these freshmen look like and how these teams are clicking early on in the year. And fifth, and I think the most important point, and how you can really make money early on in college basketball, the things you want to look for are teams, especially Power 5 teams, that have first-year head coaches that are implementing a new system. So if a coach gets fired, right, and he's a coach who's like a defensive guy and he wants to play games in the 50s and 60s, you fire him and you bring in a coach who wants to score in the 90s and 100s, well, it's going to take some time for all those players to adjust to that type of system. And if they're laying 17 points at home, the 17-point dog can absolutely win that game. I'll just use Alabama as an example because you guys know that's my team. That's where I went to school. When Avery Johnson was our coach, he would be the guy who wants to play games in the 50s and 60s, rely on defense. Well, then you have Nate Oates come in who wants to play every game in the 90s and the 100s. Nate Oates and Bama lost their first game he ever coached, and they were like 20-point favorites because all the players weren't used to that up-tempo for 40 minutes, get used to that pace, and they were playing against a mid-major that had like four guys who were returning. They had three seniors on their team. So look for that. Florida is a good example of that, where you have Mike White, who's now the coach at Georgia. He was a guy who was like a defensive-minded coach. Florida would play games in the 60s and 70s. Todd Golden from San Francisco is now the coach there. And I know you guys watched a bunch of San Francisco last year with those two guards that they have. Shabazz and Mm -hmm. uh, Booty, they were fantastic. Now he comes over to Florida. He's going to want to be an up-tempo guy. So I think it could take some time for Florida to kind of adjust to that. But if you're watching a game and you see beforehand that, oh, this team has a first-year head coach and he's implementing all these new things and now they're going to be a defensive, grinded-out team and all that stuff, that's the stuff that I would look to bet against 100%. Oklahoma was a great example of that last year. They had Lon Kruger. And think about all the offensive players that he had, right? Trey Young, obviously being the highest profile guy. Well, then you bring in Porter Moser from Loyola, Chicago, oh, yeah, who wants to play guy. every game in the 50s and 60s. That's why Oklahoma was so good at the end of the year. But at the beginning of the year, it took them a while to adjust to how Porter Moser wants to and play. And how would you play totals with that trend in mind as well? Well, yeah, I mean, usually if the team, you know, the teams are losing those games early on in the season, but the scoring is where the coaches wanted, at least they're just not used to winning in that type of game quite yet. So if you have a Porter Moser type coach, I would still bet unders, but Oklahoma just might not win that game. If you have a Nate Oates type coach, I would still bet overs, but Alabama might just not win that game to start the year. But College hoops, when it starts on Monday and you have like 150 games to choose from, take a bunch of underdogs, find the head coaches that are in their first year, that are implementing new systems, find the mid-major teams that are returning like five starters. And I know that takes a lot of effort and research on the part of people. So if you're just tuning on a game and they show the starting lineups and you see a team as four seniors, be like, ooh, that's a team I should probably back tonight. And that's that's how I love betting college hoops early on in the season. I love that. Are you yeah. fading Kansas the first four games without Bill Self, or does that not matter? And plus, actually, because they won a national title and they lost that, some guys like Christian Braun. Yeah, I, I think I think I probably will. Obviously, not having Bill Self there hurts. Like you mentioned, they do lose a lot of pieces. 
It's tough, though, man. Those Big 12 teams early on in the they season. They Duke early. Yeah. You know, at Cameron Indoor. Yeah. Baylor was kind of that. Right? Yeah. Baylor, if you remember, they were coming on their national championship. They lost Mitchell and Butler, and yeah. everybody was like, oh, Baylor's going to take a step back this season. And then they ended up winning the battle for Atlantis yeah. down in uh, the Bahamas. So some of those teams just build such a good culture that it doesn't matter. They just reload. Kansas is obviously one of those schools. They're such a good regular season team. But they lost as like big favorites to this Dayton team who now returns all those players who beat Kansas last year back. So they're obviously susceptible to to some early season losses. Anytime you have all these five-star recruits who are learning to gel, learning to play together, they are clearly so much more talented than these smaller schools. But basketball is a team game. There's one ball. You got to use all five players. You can't go one-on-one. The spacing's not as good as it'll be in the NBA. But uh, as for Kansas, I do I do like them. But if they're playing the right team, I would absolutely look to fade them. Nice. Why? Oh no. Yeah, Sorry. man. Boston I uh, I'm excited about college basketball this year. It's gonna be fun. A lot right. of a lot of transfers. A lot of things changing. And coaches leaving. Exactly. New ones coming in. Exactly. And like Ryan mentioned, I mean, there's so many new coaches at like big high profile programs. Yeah. John Shire's taking over at Duke. Kyle Neptune's taking over at Villanova. I mean, right there, those are like two of the biggest right schools, blue bloods in the sport. How is Hubert Davis in North Carolina going to follow up that magical run? They're number one right now to start the AP poll. Armando Baycott is like the consensus All-American I like Armando, player Armando out of the Baycott. ACC. Yeah. He's good. You've Oscar Shibwe returning, the Wooden Award winner, player too. of the year in college basketball. That's Drew like Timmy. That's unheard of. Drew Timmy's in his 16th season out, for I'm Gonzaga. Hunter Dickinson. Hunter Dickinson. Let me yeah. tell you, college basketball is going to be a big man's game this season. Oscar there are, There's some good players, upset. though. That makes me upset. There, there are a lot of good games. And then, you know, Kentucky. John Calipari really likes his team this year. And after... He really liked his team last year, too. He did. But the fact that they get Shibwe back and yeah. the fact they lost to St. Peter's, like, I just think... It's kind of like Virginia losing to UMBC and you yeah. bring your stars back and all off season. They just remember what that tasted like. I think Kentucky's going to win the national title. What this do you year. think Kentucky, about that I'll, fact? I'll, I'll be chalky and pick Carolina with for Baycott the, coming back fact. and Caleb Love coming back. As long as Caleb Love's a little bit more in control yeah. this season. What do you guys think about Seton Hall this year with the... Uh... With um the coach for St. Yeah, Peter's, I I know I could see his face. Yeah, I can't. I know his name starts with an S, but he was the guy. Shaheen who came, Holloway. Shaheen yeah. Holloway. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously they're moving on from Kevin Willard. See, so that's a great example, T. So Kevin Willard and Shaheen Holloway, they're similar type coaches, like in the sense that they're defensive minded. They want to kind of just bang you down low. But now that Gene Holloway is going to Seton Hall, he can recruit a different kind of player. He's yep. going to have some good players laying over. I think a bunch of guys from St. Peter's are going to actually transfer to Seton Hall. I'm not sure how many already have. I can look that up, but so that's going to be really interesting. Too. It absolutely could be. And now there's this sense in the Big East that, like, wow, now that Jay Wright's gone, like, we might Nadefo have did yeah. a chance to, to, like, compete in this league. Nadefo did transfer to Seton Hall. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there are some interesting teams like Arkansas. Like, they have three potential oh lottery picks on their team. Nick, Nick Smith, Smith? is oh going to be God. unbelievable. Yeah, but, you know, must bus. He's a great coach. They've made the Elite Eight like three straight I, years, I love, but he hasn't. I love him. Me too. Yeah, I like Muscle. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. But 
I get why you wouldn't be. The team I'm looking to fade is Auburn. They're number 15 in the country. We know they were number one for much of last season. They were a number two seed. Jabari Smith was unbelievable last year. They returned their starting backcourt, Wendell Carter and Green. That's why they're so high, but I know you guys agree. That backcourt was the reason they lost a lot yeah. of those games last year. Get the ball yeah. to Jabari. Yeah, exactly. Best so, player on the floor. Not I, didn't too high like their, on I did not like their backcourt at all. Those point no. guards were very suspect. No. But the team I mentioned, Creighton, is the team that I would That's watch. This, That's your sleeper this year in terms of like betting sleeper? I mean, they're number nine, so they're not like a sleeper, but I think a lot of people are going to see Creighton at nine and be like, Creighton, really? But their top five scores from last year are all back. They're Didn't all they, young uh, players. did they make some waves in the Big, Big East McDermott. tournament as well? They are, and they got this transfer from South Dakota State, the lefty Shireman, Baylor Shireman, who was South Dakota State's best player last year. That dude can drop like 20 a game. Nice. So they're deep. They can shoot. They can defend. They got length. Creighton Blue Jays. That's the team I would watch. watch. Season starts Monday.